Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Her oldest daughter was a part of the U.S. Olympic development team in water polo, and she has a daughter playing collegiate soccer at Ohio State. So is Asia made a Tiger sports mom? Stick around to find out. Team Snap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. But did you know Team Snap is also a proud partner of the Positive Coaching Alliance? PCA and Team Snap are working together to honor outstanding coaches who promote a positive, character-building youth sports environment. To submit your nominations for the Double Gold Coach Award, visit positivecoach.org backslash awards programs before November 30th. Asia Mape was a collegiate athlete and she worked in the sports industry, winning an Emmy four times. No pressure on her three daughters, right? In part two, Asia was so candid about some of the hard lessons she learned as a sports parent with her oldest daughter, Piper, who was a standout water polo player. But in part three, Asia shares how she adjusted for her younger two daughters and what advice she has for young athletes and sports parents. You don't wanna miss this convo, so stay tuned. Well, you were so honest about Piper and just your sports parenting of her. What were some of those lessons that you've learned that helped Berkeley to achieve this incredible opportunity to be a Division One athlete at Ohio State? Brag yeah. on yourself a little bit, you know, like give yourself some kudos <laughs> well, and flowers. I was going to say there's definitely stuff I changed, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's also, there really is, there's some power and parents have, but a lot of it is the kid too, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, Burke's a different kid than Piper, and Piper was passionate about her art. And I'm telling you, she puts more or as much time as she ever did in water polo into her art. And it's interesting because she does credit her time playing water polo for some of that sort of grit and work ethic. And she notes that, like, people around her maybe don't have the same sort of, you know, going through experiences in sports, and that's a whole nother podcast, but are mm -hmm. so valuable in so many ways. But for Berkeley, I would say mostly, and again, it was personality. She didn't seem super interested in sports when she was younger. She wanted mm -hmm. to do the cheer team and like dance type stuff. And this is when she was like kindergarten or whatever. And I kind of was like, well, she's going that route. And I was fine with that. That was not a problem. Like whatever, you kind of want to nurture whatever direction they're going. But then she kind of found her way onto a soccer team and you know, slowly but surely, so we're like, wow, she's really pretty good at this. And she was really liking it. And then she started playing basketball. She started doing field hockey. And she became, like, really invested and interested in sport. And it was sort of a more, a less forced sort of path. We really kind of let her guide it. Mm -hmm. But I still struggled. I mean, look, Piper was still going through her stuff when Berkeley was just starting. But still, there's just a little bit of a second child. You're a little more relaxed around it, maybe. But mm -hmm. I still was, you know, as she got more and more invested, and I think that's what happens to a lot of us, right? If they were just playing rec sports and said early on they just want to play for fun, that's a pretty easy thing to parent. Like, what are you going to do? Like, try to force them to want this or that or the other? But when they get 
into something, are pretty good at it, get on the travel teams, you're driving everywhere, you're spending a ton of money, that's when our sort of investment tends to get a little over the top. And I saw that as well with Berkeley, you know, when she was on these travel teams, you know, that I'm getting a little, maybe you should get private lessons. You know, I start down this path of like, okay, if we're going to do this, let's do this good. Let's do it right. And, you know, and that's again, me bringing myself to it. But at some point, and it was after her freshman year that, and already I probably was way better than I was with Piper, just in a general mm -hmm. sense of pressure versus support. But I just realized, too, I was getting too involved in it. It was the time for college recruiting and all that stuff. And I pulled back and I let it be her. And I told her, I was like, hey, you know what? I'm getting really invested in this. And I feel that. And this is your journey. And I, A, don't ever want you to do it because we're getting invested as, you know, your supporter team here. It has to be your journey. And she was having a lot of injuries and there was requiring a lot from her getting up six in the morning to go do, you know, rehab stuff and, you know, nutritional things and then trying to figure out how to get her exercise. Like she had a lot to figure out. And when I was like, did you do it? Did you? I just pulled back, Sean. I was like, okay, this is your path, your journey. And not in like a, you know, sort of way. Yeah. No, or right. mean, or like, right. I just said, I feel like I'm getting invested in your recovery and your, these, these things too much. And the more I found I pulled back in her sports journey, and it wasn't just around this time, it was around others, the more she would come forward in it. And it's like, when it's our plan, our dreams, our design of what they should do, there's no ownership. Who wants to do anything that is all guided by somebody else? It's it's not even theirs. So I really think, thank goodness, discovered that a little earlier. And I think it was through the Piper stuff, you know, really, and pulled way back. And she just flourished. And she loved the game. And I think part of it was she started later. So she didn't get into club soccer until she was like seventh grade or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, kids are starting in second grade. Maybe she was sixth grade. I can't remember. I have written about it, but I can't remember right now. But much later than most do. We weren't as pushy with her early on. And then that pulling back when she needed it or when, when it really required. And it's been really a fun thing to see. It's totally her journey. She's always loved going to practice. She's always loved the game. Unlike her sister that would complain a lot. You know, I don't want to go to practice. You can start to see these differences and these signs. Mm -hmm. And who knows, you know, if she'll play all four years, I sure hope so. She seems to be loving it and enjoying it, but I just want to make sure that I'm open and she knows there is nothing tied to her doing it or not doing it. And it's been really a fun journey to watch. Hmm. That's so cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. Let's talk about your website. How many years has it been running now? And what are some of your just reflections on that journey of having this incredible website, which again is how you and I got connected? Yeah, so we found it. I love to watch you play in 2015. And I know you know Alex Flanagan. She was an on-air reporter and we met at Fox and we both had three kids kind of going through youth sports at the same time. And we were friends and she reached out and was like, we should start something around youth sports. There's just so much, you know, information and things that parents need. And so we started it in 2015. I've since 
she's gone to go pursue other things and it's all mine now. But, you know, and it was really, and I've kind of touched on this a few times, I think during our talk, but it really started out as like, okay, we have contacts and insight and things that a lot of people don't get because we've been working in sports television for 20 years. So let's share what we know with parents and our experiences. It's always been very authentic to our experiences. And so at that time, you know, it was a lot about being better and, you know, how to, you know, stuff about private training and this and this. And it's it's really morphed into something really different at this point. I, I still think that, you know, I did a little poll not too long ago on my newsletter. It seems like most of the people that are interested in the site are still pretty serious about, they're pretty serious youth sports parents, right? So their mm -hmm. kids play at high level. They are on a lot of travel teams. And so it's really become, you know, a way to talk to parents. And I think I re also reach a lot of coaches and a lot of admins as well about, if I had to sum it up, keeping balanced, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's such a word that it gets thrown around, used all the time. But what does that mean? And how do you do that in all the different areas of sports? Because, you know, it's really in the at the end of the day, it's about the athlete. And it's about the person more than the athlete. And how do you help them stay in love with sports if that's something they want to continue to do? And how do you help go along on this journey and help them get what they should be getting out of your sports and not all the rest of all the yuck stuff that's going to make them hate coaches, not have a good relationship with their parents, quit sports, whatever. Because there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, you know, really disenchanted young athletes that end up not who could play in college, don't want to play in college, who could go longer, don't want to go longer. And I think it's really about how to make youth sports, how you get what you should be getting out of youth sports. And that being said, and I think this is an important note, Sean, is that there's nothing wrong with stopping playing youth sports. If you have other interests, if you're just done with it, it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think sometimes we look at kids who don't make it like Piper did all the way four years or to college or whatever and think that's somehow a fail. Youth sports is this beautiful gift that we all get to experience. And hopefully if it's done well and done right, you learn so many lessons for your life. And whether you stop at seventh grade, ninth grade, or if you're play all the way through college and go to the NWSL, who cares? Like, it's all about that journey. And, you know, and so the site is really kind of helping parents and, and coaches and everybody else, you know, with insight, expert advice that I interview different people, books like yours that you write and sharing those and, and my own personal experiences. Well, last two questions that I like to ask all my guests. The first one is, what's one message you have for youth sports parents today? And I mean, there are very few parents that I think are better equipped to answer this than you, given your website, given your daughters, given your experience. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. So if I had to like boil down to one message, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, I mean, I think, again, it's all about balance and letting them guide the process, letting the child guide the process. You know, there's a million different lessons. I think that it's like anything in life. It's a work in progress and not to beat yourself up if you're getting on one side of that balance for a little bit or the other. It's about pulling yourself back and kind of knowing that we're all, I mean, look, parenting in itself is so hard. And then you add in 
they're out there performing basically, right? And it, it actually physically changes our body chemistry when we watch them. It is not a natural state to be disconnected or to not feel strongly one way or the other. So I know I've talked about a few things, but I think it's really about remembering and giving yourself grace and seeing it. And so that like, oh, I got a little too excited about that. I need to get myself in balance. And it's like just being kind to yourself about the process and knowing that we're all fighting this fight. And to like, when you see it, get it back. And I, and I think if there's anything that for me, what works the best is a mindfulness practice where you are mindful, you can see it in yourself before it gets too bad and you can disconnect from what you're feeling and what you're experiencing and be there for your child because it's all about your child. And when we get ourselves in the middle of that process, it's not going to end well and it's not going to go well for them. It's their experiences, the good ones and the bad ones. And we have to allow them to experience it and for us to take a step back and a step removed from it and just love watching them play. That's really our only job, you know, support them. But I, I know I didn't really give a one answer to that, but it's hard. It's hard work. And I, and I think if you realize that and so you're working on it and it's a work in progress, I thought I was doing really well there for a while. I also have a younger daughter who's a volleyball player. And then Burke went to college and she's been getting some playtime. And, you know, watching it on TV now is a very different experience and watching it in the stands. I had the stands thing down and I was pretty good. And now it's like no one's around and I can like just rock. And so I'm having to relearn and reteach myself and, and sort of remind myself like there's all different phases and stages and it's just a work in progress and you got to keep, keep, keep working at it. Love it. Last question for you is what's one message you have for kids who may look up to you and that have big aspirations around sports? Go for it. I love sports. I think what you can get out of sports are, you know, amazing. And, you know, I think it, it's important. And I think parents have a lot to do with this, though, that it's not who you are. It's something you do. And so if you define yourself only as an athlete and your only goal in life is to play in college and all your friends come from your sports and that's all you and your parents talk about, that is not balanced and that's not going to be good, even for elite athletes. Mm -hmm you are not your sport. And so mm -hmm. when things go wrong, and they will, they always do, you have to have some other things going on in your life. And you have to know that it doesn't define you. It's something you do. And it's a privilege. And it's a pleasure. But it is not you. You are so much more than sports. Sports is mm -hmm. just this great thing that we can use as a vehicle to other things or to learn life lessons. But it is not who you are. Mm -hmm. Love it. Well, Asia, I had so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much for all your great wisdom, all your great stories. And of Thanks, course, Sean. look forward to us staying connected. Definitely. Thank you so much. I, I had a great experience and it was good to talk and to get to know you as well. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, please visit my website, seankjensen.com and go to the contact page. You can even leave me a voice recording. And of course, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap. Make sure you're ready for winter sports season by downloading the TeamSnap app from your app store. And don't forget to submit your nominations for PCA's Double Gold Coach Awards at positivecoach.org backslash awards dash programs. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen.